Before we get into this interview with Patrick Doyle, I need to talk about our sponsor, Videoblocks, because without them, we couldn't continue to put on these podcasts. So I was very pleased when Videoblocks approached me because I use stock all the time, especially when I'm working on documentaries. The number of times we've looked for things to save our butts because we need to finish off a scene or create some kind of cool montage that gets an idea across is crazy how many times we've had to tackle that. And I actually use Videoblocks and they're giving us an offer to give to you, our listeners, called the Triple Bundle. And it's video, audio, and images for the price of $149. That's all the video, audio, and images for the price of $149. What's amazing about this deal is that it keeps you from risking the quality of your project. Let me explain. If you've ever bought stock footage for a documentary or a fiction film or a commercial or whatever, you've seen how expensive it can get. And if you're working on a low budget project, which I've worked on many times, and I'm sure many of our listeners have, you find yourself trying to find low-cost clips, low-cost audio, and worried about paying additional fees, anything that could bump up your costs. And with this, Audioblocks is just saying, here's a $149 bundle for all our video, audio, and images. It's $149 for everything. That's a lot of stuff. That's 150,000 videos, 100,000 audio clips, and 400,000 images. You're going to get audio video, and images that are studio quality stock footage at the cost of $149, all with videoblocks.com. And all you have to do is go to videoblocks.com slash AOTG, and you'll get all the stock footage, audio, and images you can imagine for just $149. That's videoblocks.com, B-I-D-E-O-B-L-O-C-K-S.com slash AOTG to save on millions of studio quality stock images, audio, and video. So check it out. If you go to videoblocks.com slash AOTG, you're supporting us. And now, back to the show. What, in addition to the right equipment, does it take for the job of film editing? Welcome to The Cutting Room, the official podcast of AOTG.com. And today we have a very special bonus episode. So this bonus episode has two options for you, and you're currently listening to the first option. And the reason I say that is is quite a long story. So I'm going to try and shorten it as much as possible. Basically, I got the opportunity to interview the amazing composer, Patrick Doyle. And so I decided I've got to do this. And then later on, as we were organizing the interview, uh, Kenneth Branagh wanted to join and discuss composing, but specifically composing their new song, Never Forget, for the film Murder on the Orient Express. So of course I said yes. However, when the day came for the interview, Kenneth, as I'm sure you're aware, is a very busy man. And so he could only do the interview via his car phone in his car as he was traveling to set. Now, that's fine with me. The issue was that Patrick and I are here in North America and Kenneth is all the way over in the UK. And so the the distance plus the driving in the car plus going through tunnels and what have you caused a lot of problems with the audio. Now, I sent this audio out to a friend of mine who's one of the top designers and his response was, whoa, that's a lot of cleanup. And basically in certain situations, the audio just isn't there. So he cleaned it up as much as he could, but he said the audio just isn't there. So. What I've done is I I had Carly, our, our amazing editor, remove Kenneth from the podcast 
That's right, I had Kenneth removed from our I cut him from our podcast so that you can just listen to Patrick Doyle discuss his work. Then I'm releasing the other option for this, which is Kenneth and Patrick. So you can actually hear them discuss things with each other, bounce ideas off each other and to talk about it. And you can hear Kenneth's work. Some of the stuff is kind of hard to hear and I apologize for that. If you're wanting to hear that, you'll see in your podcast feed, Patrick and Kenneth. So you can stop this and jump right to that. Or you can just listen to Patrick Doyle. Now, with all that said, I do want some feedback. I've been getting a lot of requests to interview directors, composers, uh, cinematographers, what have you, and I'm all for it. I enjoy talking to these people, but I also started this podcast to discuss editing. So I want your feedback. Is doing these bonus episodes where I interview directors, composers, and other people in the industry of interest to you? So tweet me at AOTG Network or email me at info at aotg.com or of course go to our facebook page and let us know facebook.com slash aotg network your feedback will be great i mean if everyone just wants to hear editing we'll stay with editing but if you're wanting to hear other people's perspectives then i'll start opening it up but i'll always try and keep them as bonuses all right with all that said here's the amazing patrick doyle talking about his work as a composer and specifically for the song that he might be nominated for an oscar for Never forget. Now, you have worked extensively in theater and film, so both have a lot of commonalities in them, but they're very different mediums. And so I'm wondering, how do you compose or collaborate for one versus the other? I think theater has changed a great deal in regard to music, because music was very often linked from one scene to the next. But in our case, we started to play music during the scenes as underscore, which was far more unusual application of music and drama. That's actually much more commonplace. So that was exciting for us, um, an exciting idea of Ken's, and we use it to terrific effect in the, the future season at the Garrick. But as Ken said, his phenomenal imagination and conceptual ideas um, setting these adaptations were always a tremendous inspiration to me and accessible and, as he said, full of the same passion. I think Ken is as a wizard of words, really, and absolutely adores the written words. And um, I always adore the written words, but his utter joy for them it was, and still is totally infectious. And he creates a wonderful atmosphere to relish his words and to pick up and join in innate musicality, too. So uh, music has changed a lot for theatre, I think, and it's much more cinematic in its voice. Now, sort of what you were talking about, how much it reveals in the text and vice versa, how much the text reveals in the sound. I'm wondering, from a music standpoint, when we get into Murder on the Orient Express, how did you utilize music as a storytelling tool to help reveal character or reveal story in this film? Well, Ken, our initial discussions are great detailed discussions about the screenplay and his concept and how he sees the picture. And central to that is Ken's experience as an actor being in the story, the main character, his incredibly concise and informative understanding of their journeys throughout the story. And of course, their journey and the characters are crucial. The story is everything, the narrative is everything. And um, the picture he builds of his concept in terms of the design, the look of it, soundscape, all of these things are discussed in great detail 
initial before I actually meet the key head of the department. But his initial enthused discussion about how he sees the story, um, I find that highly, highly inspirational. Um, I'm almost off and running as I, it, because it's such a clear image of what he's about to embark on. Um, that's one of the most crucial times, in fact, the most crucial time for me, apart from reading the story, was his first sort of pitch to me that was how he perceived it. Also, I think what is crucial for me and any of the, the HODs on the picture is that there's a, such a wonderful, relaxed atmosphere where you can throw things in knowing that if the paint sticks to the wall, that's great. If it doesn't, then nobody's judging you. Everyone is um, absolutely enthusiastically throwing ideas around. And it's wonderful that I can feel instinctively to write, as I did on this occasion, after these kids' discussions, a conceptual suite of ideas. I feel confident. I can just send these to Ken and he hopes he'll get a feedback from that and that and country will feed the artistic ongoing machine and this particular concept ended up being very much part of the score in different ways but that confidence and that relaxed state of creativity that you find yourself in that's what is the most luxurious thing to have in a relationship and I think all the heads of the department have said that no one feels inhibited everyone feels inspired and in that sense you come up with your best work based on many many years of experience in our case and this great word instinct is the only thing we have because no one quite knows how to make the perfect film I want to jump to the song Never Forget now Patrick you composed the music and Kenneth wrote the words to this so how did you work together to sort of figure out what this song was going to be and, and how it was going to sound? You can sense the time element of eventually um, the sheer amount of time that we spent on the picture culminating in a song. It's a, a very simplistic and direct as possible. It took a long time to get to that place. We lived and experienced the entire process for over a year and a half or so. Um, so when the song arrives, it's infused with all that experience and all of these discussions and who we choose to sing it, why they're there and why they're singing it, this cathartic moment. And you see that all that depth of experience and understanding of it emerges in something that's direct and as tries to tell that story as simply as direct as possible. In the film, I loved that there's sort of this philosophical question of is it ever good to do murder or is it ever right to do murder and when does it happen and there's a song with the cue named justice and i'm wondering if that has any relationship to the never forget song because it has a lot of similarities oh, totally absolutely actually came from that contains the armstrong theme this piano motif it's that childlike almost like a child's little music box haunting and deeply heartfelt string chord progressions that in fact uh, the song totally emerged organically from that thematic material and I think that genuine authenticity in a song that comes from the heart literally from the heart of the story in a heartfelt way um, but in the best possible way it's not a technical exercise it's a totally natural evolution of a theme in a, the film in this case but it actually totally could be the forms of song, it's all in the song, and this counter melody on the cello that's played, which in Canada, a instrument, indeed, as I do, that too creates part of the melody against this piano theme. So it is very much organically linked to that piece, the very piece we mentioned, which is really the cathartic moment in terms of the drama that unfolds. I know you have a tight schedule, so I have one last question, and I ask this of everyone I interview, and that is, what is your favorite guilty pleasure film to watch? Oh, I don't really know how to answer that one. I've never thought about it, my guilty pleasure. I enjoy watching 
it is a wonderful life. Ten on TV, I can't, I, I can't not watch it. I gotta watch it again. It's just, I, I don't know, that's a guilty thing. It's just a iconic picture. Uh, I can't actually guess. Well, that's, I think that's a great film. So we can we can add that to our guilty pleasure list. So that was my interview with Patrick minus Kenneth, of course. This interview could not have been done without the help of a lot of people. And what I mean by that is, I'm not a composer. I don't know anything about composing other than when I was in a punk band, a couple of punk bands. And I'm pretty sure that doesn't make me an expert in composing. So I reached out to Pac Wee, and I also reached out to Dan Williamson, who, although he gave us no questions for this, kept us laughing as Lauren and I were trying to figure out what to ask. And of course, thank you to Steve Monroe, the sound designer who helped try and clean up the Kenneth Branagh work and Carly McKeating. That's a lot of people who helped with this single episode and all of them, I cannot tell you how much I appreciate it. With all that said, if you want to get in touch with us, let us know what you think, info at aotg.com or at AOTG Network on Twitter. I'm your host, Gordon Burkell. Thanks for listening. <laughs>